Hello and welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Suzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? You've likely heard me say at some point that as an entrepreneur, your business won't grow until you do. And this is a game-changing concept that's really going to make the difference between whether you accept and enjoy the ride or whether you're being dragged along, kicking and screaming, and wondering why things seem so hard all the time. Growth is an incredibly important part of being an entrepreneur. And I really want to make sure that you understand growth, that you learn to embrace growth, and you start to be really strategic about it. So I have prepared something pretty special for you, a three-part series all about growth. Over the next three episodes, we're going to talk about working edges. We're going to talk about your comfort zone. We're going to talk about growth hangovers. And you're going to learn how to recognize growth opportunities as flashing neon signs. So here's what you're going to learn today. In the first segment, we're going to talk about your comfort zone and how it relates to growth. In the second segment, I'm going to talk to you about your range and about working your edges. In our third segment, I'll explain how this applies to you as an entrepreneur. And then in the last segment, I'm going to tell you what the secret ingredient is that makes the best entrepreneur. But first, I want to start with a story. My story today contains a big lesson, and I guarantee that it is a lesson that you've been told before, and it's something that you know you're not supposed to do. You know it's wrong, and you know it's a bad idea. Heck, you've likely even witnessed it go horribly wrong for someone else or for yourself. But the truth is, you know, we all are human, and we get a little sloppy sometimes, and our best practices slide. So you can take this story as a gentle reminder to never, ever, ever, ever write anything in email or on social media that you wouldn't want everyone to read, specifically if you name someone else in the email. So this story took place a very long time ago. I just started working for a company, and it was very small at the time. There weren't many staff, and there definitely wasn't any structure or very few rules. So this lesson is a reminder to always carefully choose the reply versus reply all button in your email. Cringe. The good news is, luckily this time, it wasn't me. It was something else that I witnessed. So it was a Friday afternoon, and most of us, most of the employees, had been out for lunch that afternoon. And I was one of the first ones back into the office. And when I walked in the door, our IT guy was at somebody else's desk working on their laptop. And then he frantically ran over to somebody else's desk to do something on their laptop. And he told me not to touch my computer until he had a chance to fix something. And, you know, I never really thought anything of it. I just thought it was a virus or figured it was something that was, you know, being spread around. And it wasn't until later on in the day, through the rumor mill of the office, that I found out that it was actually one of our senior leaders who had sent out a wildly 
offensive email to all staff with really inappropriate comments about one of our employees. And I actually had no idea what it said, still to this day. All I knew was who had sent it and who it was written about. Isn't it funny how gossip about bad things seems to travel around at a faster rate than any other kind of news? They had clicked reply all in an email that was meant for just one person. And luckily, they were in this small office and they were able to run around and fix the mistake by going to everybody's computer to delete any trace of the email. But sadly, everyone ended up finding out about it anyways. So even though the mistake was fixed, it never really went away. And so there are a couple really good messages here. First off, integrity. It's a gentle reminder to never, ever, ever write anything about anyone that you wouldn't feel comfortable saying to their face or have everyone else in the world read. And secondly, sometimes we hold certain people to a higher standard simply because of age or rank or hierarchy. And this is a great reminder that we are all human. We all make mistakes and we all do embarrassing things sometimes. It's all part of the growth process. Today, I'm going to introduce you to some new language and new concepts that are going to really help you understand your entrepreneurial journey. You're likely familiar with the term comfort zone, but new terms would be edges and edge behavior. This is likely new language for you. I haven't talked about it that much before, but we're going to talk about it a lot over this three-part series. So bear with me as I introduce these new concepts to you in a way that you will really deeply understand them and be able to relate to them. And once you learn these basic concepts, you're going to have a framework to understand why your path feels so challenging at times and why sometimes you are just completely exhausted. So let's start with your comfort zone. As humans, we are safest and face the least amount of risk or danger when we stay inside our comfort zone. Inside our comfort zone exists all the things we know how to do, things we've done before, things we could easily do again. Inside our comfort zone is all of our knowledge, our experiences, our expertise. It's not typically a place where we feel very challenged. And while we might be a little bit frustrated at times because there's a large volume of work that needs to be done, we're not going to be challenged to do anything that makes us feel uncomfortable. We're not really being challenged to grow. So what about you? What are some things that live inside your comfort zone? Think about work. What is something you do every day or on a fairly regular basis that you know how to do, that you do really well, that you might even be an expert at? Can you think of something? I'm going to use the example of sending email. So if you have to send out an email, does that feel scary to you? Well, likely it doesn't because most of us know how to send email. We've been using email for years. We understand how it works. We understand what the benefits are. We're fairly certain that if we write an email, the other person is going to receive it. There's not a lot of uncertainty there, is there? So let's have a look and see if we are comfortable sending email. First, have we done it before? Well, yep, we've done it a lot, actually. Second, are we comfortable doing it? Yep, we're pretty comfortable doing it. Doesn't really scare us or intimidate us. Third, 
do we understand it? Well, yeah, we understand pretty much how that email is sent and who's going to receive it and when. And are we comfortable with the outcome? Yep, we have confidence in the outcome. We know what to expect. When we click send, that email is going to show up in the recipient's inbox. We're confident about how to do it. And so there's no need to really think about an email. We can do it effortlessly. We don't typically hesitate on doing it. We know how it works. And it isn't likely something that we'd ever procrastinate on, is it? But let's say you have to send an email that contains some really bad news. Like you've promised your client that a project is going to be ready on time and they've planned a big, splashy launch party all around it. And now you have to let them know that it's going to be delayed and it won't be ready for their launch party. All of a sudden, that simple email doesn't feel so simple anymore, does it? So let's go back to that list to see how comfortable we are about sending this email. But this time, specifically apply it to sending out the awkward email with the really bad news. First, have we done it before? Well, although we've likely sent out lots of emails before, we haven't had to send out lots of disappointing emails before, right? So this is likely something that is new. Second, are we comfortable doing it? Well, we're not really comfortable doing it because it feels a little icky. It feels a little scary to us. Third, do we understand it? Well, we understand how email works and how it's going to be sent, but we don't really understand how this specific email is going to be perceived. And lastly, are we confident with the outcome? Yeah, no, we don't really know what to expect, do we? When we click send, that email is going to show up in their inbox, but we have no idea how they're going to react. And so overall, this is a fairly new thing for us. There are so many unknown variables. There's a strong possibility we might procrastinate on doing this, isn't there? Because it doesn't feel good, because we don't like it and we can't control it. And so sending out emails is easy. It's inside our comfort zone. But sending out awkward emails with bad news, well, that's something that lives outside of our comfort zone. See how this one simple task, sending an email, something that we do all the time, becomes a completely different experience when we have to send bad news. We can't control the outcome and there is potential for conflict. In the first scenario, you send out a regular email right away. It's easy, without any hesitation, without any self-doubt. But the second scenario is a completely different story. You're gonna think about it. You're gonna be careful with your wording. You might worry, you might have self-doubt, you might beat yourself up, you might procrastinate. And so sending the email in this second example is going to be harder than sending a regular email. Why? Because it lives outside of your comfort zone. So I want you to think about your comfort zone as a horizontal line, one that runs left to right. On the far left is the letter A, and over on the far right is the letter B. Everything inside A and B is your comfort zone. We call this your range. So everything between A and B is the range of things that you're able to do, that you're comfortable doing. If you have a lot of space between A and B, then you have a wide range of things you know how to do. So what lives outside of your comfort zone? Well, things that you haven't done yet, 
new experiences, new knowledge, new expertise, places you haven't traveled to, scenarios you haven't quite mastered yet, and things that seem scary to you. All these things that go beyond that range of A and B live outside your comfort zone. So let's apply this to you. Can you think of something that is outside of your comfort zone? Maybe something that you don't like to do, or maybe even something that you typically avoid doing. Can you think of something? Maybe a few different things. For me, it's always the recurring theme of using new technology. I don't know why, but it always makes me uncomfortable and I feel really awkward when I don't understand something. I don't enjoy the process of figuring something out. I'd rather just have someone sit down with me and show me how to do it rather than trying to read instructions or dig around online to find Q&A. It's just not my thing. And remember, it's different for everyone. What makes me uncomfortable might not make you uncomfortable. We're all different. The more important thing is to just recognize what it is for you so that you can work with it. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what is inside or outside of your comfort zone, it's more important that you become conscious about what and how you feel about each task. Your ego wants you to stay inside your comfort zone or within your range all the time. It wants you to be safe. It wants you to be average, plain, simple, and boring. But why, Julie? Well, your ego likes to keep you small because it's the safest that way. And that way you're the easiest to control and manage when you're small. So I want you to think of everything within your comfort zone, within your range of A to B as a fortress. And when you're at that middle point, right in between A and B, this is the center of your comfort zone. This is where you're the most comfortable. Things that you really know how to do and have been doing for a really long time live here in this middle point. So how does growth come into play? Well, the opportunity for growth happens, you guessed it, outside of your comfort zone. So you might venture outside of that range between A and B. Let's say you hop outside of your comfort zone to the far left of point A to try something new. And when you're done, you might venture back inside the safety of your comfort zone, back to that place in between A and B. Or if you like it out there and you enjoyed this new thing, you might wanna try it again or stay there for a while outside of your comfort zone. And guess what? The more you do this new thing, you get really good at it, and then it becomes less scary. And the more you do it, the more you feel comfortable with it until guess what? It's not scary anymore, and it's not new anymore. And guess what happens to your comfort zone, to the place between A and B? We're going to have to push point A out to the left a little further, aren't we? Because this new activity is now inside your comfort zone. So the space between A and B has now expanded. It's wider now. When you learn something new, your comfort zone and your range expand and they get bigger. You have expanded and this is growth. Growth happens when we do new things and we keep doing them and we get good at them and we understand them and our range grows to include them. And this is a simple formula that you've been growing through your whole life, whether you know it yet or not. Remember, the center point between A and B represents things that we are the most comfortable with. 
Now, as we start to venture out in either direction, towards either A or B, you are moving towards the outer edges of your comfort zone. And the more time you spend out there, the more you are likely to start to try new things, to grow and to effectively expand your range. When you push to your outer edge, you're pushing out of the known and into the unknown. And we do this in many different ways. Trying new experiences, meeting new people, learning new things. So I've just walked you through a framework to understand your comfort zone, your range, and how growth works. Your comfort zone, that place between A and B, represents everything you've experienced and are knowledgeable about. Everything new or scary exists outside of your comfort zone, beyond A and B, beyond your edges. And as you move from the center point towards either A or B, you're moving towards your edges. This is a really important model to understand especially as an entrepreneur. The reason why entrepreneurship is so challenging is that you don't get to spend a lot of time inside your comfort zone. You're likely spending most of your time doing things that are new, where you don't have experience, and they might feel a little scary. Let's come back to my example about email. Sending out email is likely really easy for you. You can do it all the time. You can do it without thinking. It doesn't challenge you. It doesn't scare you. It doesn't take that much energy, and you don't usually procrastinate on it. When you send out an email, you're likely right in the middle of your comfort zone, right smack dab in between A and B, right? But what about the example of having to send that awkward email with really bad news in it where you had to disappoint your client? That's different, isn't it? It likely isn't in the center of your comfort zone. It's likely out towards the edge of A or B or Maybe it's completely outside of your comfort zone. As a result, this task to send the disappointing email is different than sending any other email. It's harder. It's new. It's uncomfortable. And let's go back to the list of questions that help us recognize how comfortable we are with something. Have we done it before? Not really a lot. Are we comfortable doing it? Not really. Do we understand it? Not fully. Are we confident with the outcome? Nope, there's a lot of uncertainty here. And so knowing these things, there is a possibility that you might hesitate to do it, meaning you might procrastinate. So sending out an email can actually feel like two completely different activities to you, depending on the scenario. When we do it from inside your comfort zone, it's easy, it's effortless. You don't have to think about it very hard. But when you do it from outside of your comfort zone, totally different scenario. It's harder now. It's new. It's scary. We're not experienced, so we're not confident. It might take us longer to figure out or to think through. And most importantly, we might avoid it or procrastinate doing it for these reasons. Bottom line, when we do these tasks that are outside of our comfort zone, It challenges us in many different ways, mentally and emotionally. It takes more time. It takes more energy. It takes more effort. If sending a regular email uses two units of energy, sending a disappointing email that you're not used to doing might use up 10 units of energy, which is more exhausting. And this is a very simple way of explaining entrepreneurship. This is why it's so hard. 
Entrepreneurs spend a disproportionate amount of time outside of their comfort zone, doing new things because they have to. In many instances, they're wearing many different hats and doing new things, and this can be scary. And this explains why it's so hard to be an entrepreneur, why it's so exhausting, and why everything seems to be like an uphill battle all the time. Because there is a disproportionate amount of new. You don't get to specialize in one thing like you did when you had a job. You have to do everything, especially in the beginning. And this makes it exhausting. Now, there are two different extremes with this model that I talked about. And I want to share these extremes, and I also want to reveal who makes the perfect entrepreneur. Here's the first extreme. Entrepreneurs who stay inside of their comfort zone doing all of the things that they know how to do. Everything that exists in between A and B. Everything that they're really good at and comfortable with and knowledgeable about and efficient. And they avoid going out towards the edges. They don't like being uncomfortable or new or awkward. They just want to be comfortable all the time. And so they do the things that they know how to do. And as a result, guess what happens? They avoid doing all the things that really need to be done because yuck, they're scary and they don't feel good. And their business won't grow as it should. And worst case scenario, it might even fail like 90% of new businesses do in the first few years. Time for some tough love. If you're not willing to do things that are new or scary, your business cannot and will not grow. I'm going to say that again. If you're not willing to do things that are new or scary, your business cannot and will not grow. Being an entrepreneur is not a fancy form of a job. And this is a huge misconception I see so often. People think that a business is really simply just working really hard like they did in their job and that being an entrepreneur is just a slightly larger volume of work that you need to fit in. And if you can just find ways to be more efficient and cram more in, you're going to succeed. But it's not that easy. Nuh-uh, sorry. Being an entrepreneur is not a fancy, souped-up version of a job. It's not. You don't get gold stars for staying on top of your email or showing up on time to the office or dressing in nice clothes. All those superficial and insignificant things that give us a false sense of success in the corporate world are completely irrelevant when you're running your own business. Do you know why? Because you have bigger things that you are responsible for now. Because you are the only one there to worry about them like generating revenue or making tough decisions and prioritizing your time and deciding what is the one most important thing that I need to do today. Being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through because you need to spend so much time outside of your comfort zone. That is what will move the dial and really grow your business. Do you get that? You're being called forth in a big way to learn and grow. And the choice is yours. If you accept this calling to grow on a personal level, you will not only be expanding your range and your capability, you will also be growing your business because your business is an organic entity with a soul. It is an extension of you. It is your ultimate opportunity for personal growth, for serving others, for increasing connection, which essentially 
raises consciousness. So here's a question for you. Who makes a better entrepreneur? Is it the person who spends all their time inside their comfort zone or the person who spends all their time outside of their comfort zone? The first or the second? Who makes a better entrepreneur? Well, it's kind of a trick question, actually, because the other extreme of this model is entrepreneurs who spend all their time outside of their comfort zone. Now, I did say you need to spend a lot of time outside of your comfort zone, and yes, that is true, but here's the trick. You can't spend all your time outside of your comfort zone doing new things or else you won't ever get traction with what you do because then you're constantly changing what you do all the time. Remember, your business needs discipline. And sometimes that means only going one inch wide but one mile deep. It means you need to, to focus and stop being distracted by shiny objects. <laughs> so let's take a second and check in here because I want to make sure I don't confuse you. I introduced you to two different extremes and this is represented by two different types of people. Some people want to be inside their comfort zone. They don't like new or scary. And some people love doing new and different things all the time. They love that queasy feeling of being pushed outside of their comfort zone and they get bored doing the same thing twice. Those are two extremes. And then there are many combinations of people that fall in between those two. So what about you? Do you love the comfort zone or do you love new shiny objects? Or are you a combination of both? What kind of percentage are you of each one? So let's go back to my question, who makes the better entrepreneur? Mostly inside the comfort zone or outside? Well, the answer is neither because you actually need a blend of both, especially when you're wearing multiple hats. You need to be able to venture outside of your comfort zone and you also need ample time inside your comfort zone doing the things that need to get done, gaining momentum and traction, even if that seems boring to you. Now you might be wondering, how do you know how much time to spend inside and outside of your comfort zone? Good question. And you're not gonna like the answer because the answer is that it's a very delicate balance of both. And it's actually more important and more beneficial to you to understand what it is that makes you scared and what doesn't. To be conscious, present, and aware of what is and what isn't inside your comfort zone because this is how you monitor whether you're doing what needs to be done or not. If you're not conscious and present, you're gonna be easily distracted. You're gonna be inefficient and you won't be able to have the necessary discipline. Because if you're not conscious or present, then you become open season for your saboteur to come in, run the show, and distract you from what needs to get done. Let's check in. How are you doing? This is a really heavy episode with lots of theory and I wanna make sure that you're still with me really important that you understand this first part of the series because next week and the week after we're going to be building on the each episode so let's recap what you learned today you have a warm fuzzy comfort zone and your comfort zone is that place between a and b as a horizontal line also called your range a and b are your outer edges or edges of your comfort zone if you spend enough time doing something outside of your comfort zone then you get better and more comfortable with it. And then we need to move your edges out further, which gives you an expanded range. 
Some people love being inside their comfort zone, and some people love being outside of their comfort zone. And everyone needs a good balance of both because that is what is needed for your business. And the most important thing is to become conscious of which tasks or responsibilities are inside or outside of your comfort zone so you can stay disciplined and avoid being bullied by your saboteur. So I want to give you some homework to do before we meet again next week. It's not hard, but it will require you to do a lot of reflection. I want you to get conscious and I want you to write down three things that are really easy to you and inside your comfort zone. Then I want you to list three things that you don't love to do that are hard, maybe things that you procrastinate on. And then I want you to think of one thing that used to be really hard or scary at first and now it's completely inside your comfort zone. Sound good? So three things inside your comfort zone, three things outside of your comfort zone, and one thing that you have mastered through all your hard work. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on growth. I really want you to spend time this week thinking about what lives inside and outside of your comfort zone and how you can tell that you are doing either. Start to be conscious about each and do that homework that I gave you. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.